It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Uh, good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is Ears Up Podcast, and uh, we have a great show for you today. Not only is Beverly doing Hi. the history of her favorite ride in the entire world, but... <laughs> uh, we also have Jeremy from Spectro Radio on to do a Spectro Time segment, which is my personal uh, worst part of the show. But Not we let Jeremy <laughs> we let Jeremy on because he pays me. So <laughs> right, his checks cash. And uh, how you doing, Jer? It cleared this month. It did clear this month. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, your mom sent it in for you, so <laughs> 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 just to carry on the. Uh, conversation from before the show um we also double also bev uh, i signed bev a task which is kind of a night nice, oh. i'm kind of a nice boss uh to go to magic kingdom no no magic mountain yes okay the different kind of magic <laughs> and report on magic mountain that's a different kind of magic yeah <laughs> so we're gonna hear about magic mountain because i'm i'm very curious uh you know it, it, I mean, look, honestly, you were going anyway, but whatever. But I want to hear... Yeah, but since we're talking about it, I can write it off. So. That's right. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> I just want, I want to hear if it's ever going to be a replacement for Disneyland for you guys. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, I mean, look, they got thrill rides, and there's not a whole... And it's super cheap to go. Yeah, it Six is. Flags, like, it's super cheap. Yes, it is. And that, in and of itself, might have been a reason for them to want to go. I don't know. Yeah. What's going on? We'll figure it out. That's fine. Confuser issues? Yeah, yeah, of course. Always. What's happening? No uh, sound. Yeah, no sound. How is there no sound? I don't know. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. What did you do last week to make this up? You just clicked a properties thing, right? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll carry on. Taryn, I trust you enough to uh, figure it out. Okay. So that... So sound I, works. That is so annoying. What happened? No, she you literally properties. just click the settings button to bring yeah. up the settings thing. And, and then it, it works? starts working. Huh. All right, well, now you know that. That's a weird bug. <laughs> that is. I mean, I assume it's working. It looks now like it's working. Okay. Well, I'm sure the chat will... Oh, they will tell us. I'm sure the <laughs> chat will chime in yes. and let us know what's going on. Okay. Um, before we start the show, because everyone's uh, excited, find us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Sure. Send feedback. <laughs> to Soon. Tim. Man. Uh, I love these shows because I, I get to learn what you guys are not doing. Hey, yeah, easy. It's part of your job. It's been so. a while. Easy. So I appreciate that. Send feedback to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. Maybe he'll get to it. I don't know. You can say hi, hi. to Bev. <laughs> and anything else comes to me at Jason at earsup-podcast.com. Maybe I'll get back to you. I don't know. Speaking of feedback, though, Taryn, do we have feedback today? We do. We oh, do, I love actually. That. This is from Joanne. Joanne. I love your store, by the way, Joanne. It's my <laughs> a lot favorite. of good fabric. A lot, lot of, of I love fabric. Honestly, I really do love Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, they have it's a like great the, sales. It's like the weird craft side of me where it's like, oh, man, I sort of wish I knew how to quilt and paint <laughs> things. Anyway, go <laughs> anyway. ahead. Yeah. Hello, all ears up, team and Jeremy. Oh. Yeah, Jeremy got a call out. Good nice. job, Jeremy. I love That's that. kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of nice. This Hi, is Joanne. <laughs> this is an overdue email. Sorry. Hi, my name is Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yeah. 
I wrote you back in November asking for ideas on our Disneyland vacation. I wanted to say thank you for all your advice that you gave. It gave us thoughts on what to do differently. We did eat at Carthay Circle for the first time and loved it. I had the Angus burger and it was really good. It definitely hits one of the best burgers I've ever had. Nice. I have to say this trip was especially different. It was right before Thanksgiving and we were hitting every ride with minimal weight. That was the first time for us in years. I wish I could hit rides with minimal weight. (laughs) For real. Yeah. (laughs) The weather was beautiful. It was perfect. We were disappointed about the Millennium Falcon ride. Because I'm fat. No, I got it. Okay. Minimal weight. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I didn't. All right. Go ahead. Well, I'm taller than you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We were disappointed about the Millennium Falcon ride. We went once... (laughs) Because it went over your I head. Know. It was well played. Okay, sorry. It was well played. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> sorry. That was pretty good. Look, I'm really good at my job. Oh, my okay. gosh. Stop it. All right. She was disappointed about the Millennium Falcon ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we went once and never thought about going back. Star Same. Wars Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was different. Mm. Felt it needed more for sure. Side note, my husband wore your churro shirt, which he loves, and we took pictures in front of the Falcon. <laughs> Just to keep on this theme, it sounds like she said, my husband warrior. Just I'm like, wow. <laughs> you have a good relationship. Yeah, like, it's husband. pretty good. Like, or it's just a really strong name. That's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. <laughs> that would be a strong name. Yes, Warrior. I'm, I bet there's somebody named Warrior. Well, Terrence's fourth kid yeah. is going to be called Warrior. Uh, if I have a fourth kid, I'm going to have a lot of questions for somebody. <laughs> that's not my kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted more from the land. It just felt like something was missing. I, I 100% agree. Until you're there, and then you're like, oh, my God, this no. is the best place in the whole world. I love it. No, it's very nice. I think they did a <laughs> fantastic job. I enjoy being there, but it does leave you sort of unfulfilled. It's like 80% complete. It's sort of like, eh. It looks great, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ever call me out. I'm going to edit that whole <laughs> thing out. Don't worry about it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. I drank blue milk, and it was gross. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So not for me. All in all, great trip. You should have the green milk. It tastes different. It's a different taste. It, I think I think is. the green one was better. I can't remember. They were both the same. The kind suggestion of is to mix them together. It's supposed Blah. to be really good. Uh, either. Yeah. What no. color would that be? Uh, Brown. Blue and green. <laughs> Yellow and Terrence blue makes, makes green, a drink for secret so show. Blue color? and green is brown. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Am I, I wrong? I remember what show I was on for a second there. <laughs> 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 she says, uh, Taryn, I love your podcast, Stuff You Google. I never knew the answers to these either. Like 19 ingredients in McDonald's french fries blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Taryn Google. For show. Patreon people only, thinking about just making it YouTube in general, or at least, um, you know, getting Patreon people four or five months to, you know, digest it. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. We're working on it. It's good, yeah. though. It's good. I like that show. It's a lot of work for Taryn. It's a lot of work, and Taryn's gotten a lot more busy at work, and so it's – I haven't even started February's yet, and we're almost done here. So anyway, um, all in all, you guys are great. I love listening to it all, the advice, guidance, et cetera. Even when it's not about Disney, I still love it. You guys make me laugh, which I feel everyone needs. Thanks again – Jeremy. Except Jeremy. (laughs) Except for Jeremy. Thanks again, guys, and keep it up. Keep it coming. All the best, Joanne. All right. Thanks, Thanks Joanne. That's nice. Yeah. Nice. Preach. Nice, Joe. Yeah. Very nice. Joe. Joe. Big preach on that one. <laughs> Mazzle. Yeah. That is a mozzle going out on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, if you want to support the show, you can do like Joanne does and listen to every episode, I'm sure, 
you know, she listens to every episode multiple times from different computers to get our download rates. I, I don't know. Um, but more importantly, head over to Etsy.com slash shop slash cove ears. I think it's maybe about time to start r- to rotate the shirts out. It's been a couple yep. months with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll throw another one up there here whenever I get the opportunity. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I'm liking what's going on over at Etsy, so check all of that stuff out. If you really want to support the show, which is really how the lights stay on in this weird studio of ours, go to patreon.com slash ears up and be- become a Patreon donor. For as little as two bucks a month, you keep uh, every show of ears up on you keep every show of Ears Up in depth on, so that's four shows, and you help keep every show of the Supreme Resort on. That's six shows that you're supporting for two bucks a month. If you Stop go five that. bucks, you have access to The Secret Show, which is our swear and alcohol film show that we're actually recording tonight. So if you are a $5 level Patreon supporter, um, the link is already at the, on the Patreon page, so go ahead and, and, and get that fired up. About 9.30 is usually what we do, so uh, check that out. And if you're not at the $5 level yet, just go ahead and upgrade, and you'll have access to it right now. So you can come join us in the chat and see what that's all about. But it's definitely, definitely worth it. So uh, thank you to all our Patreon people. We love you very much. And you know, like I keep saying all the time, we literally wouldn't do this if you guys weren't around. So. Yeah. Check that out. If you do any kind of internet shopping, you can use our Amazon link on our archive page. Don't ask me why. It's only on the archive page because just don't just don't do it because I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, a couple updates here. Ears up in depth. The latest episode recorded Tuesday, released Wednesday. Jeremy and I run through four news stories in um, under an hour, which is very good for the both of us. And uh, I think they came out pretty good. We talked nice. about the price increases at the parks. <sighs> Uh, the new five tiers that they have going on for the single day. Uh, it's the weird, man. It's like someone paid a lot of money. It got paid a lot of money to make this very confusing. <laughs> but, you know, what am I going to do? Well, they want it confusing so you don't realize how much you're paying. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the the basically the way to go for under 100 bucks is you buy the four-day ticket. Mm. That's it. And that's 80, the only one that's under 100 now? It's 89 bucks a day if you if you math it out. Dang. Yeah. But then you pay for a hotel for four days. That's also true. Yep. And food and all that kind of stuff. So Woof. And parking. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, you can check all that stuff out. It's uh, I like that show. Thank you very much. <laughs> what I also like is Concy Ears. Go to Concy Ears. That's C-O-N-C-I-E-A-R-S dot com. Check out what they offer, which is pretty much everything. They're an online virtual concierge service for your trip to Disneyland, to Disney World, to the Disney Cruises. If you're doing Disney runs or whatever, they have tons of information that will help you plan your trip and get the most out of what you're doing. Plus, Eric from Concierge will be on our next show in March to talk about Run Disney, of all things. He's a big Run Disney guy. Mm -hmm. So is Jer. So I hope maybe Jer will join us as well and and offer some questions. And, you know, maybe not, but who knows. (laughs) But I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, We'll finally get Eric on. I've been working on him for a little bit. I think he's actually going to be on the Supreme Resort. Yes. Soon. That's good. I Ooh. think next week, I think they record. Uh, cool. Resort. I think on leap year day. Leap day year. Leap year? Leap year, leap year day. day. 29th, yeah. So there's that. So that'll be a good time. So anyway, look out for that. Eric's a good dude. The people at Concierge are great people. They're very, very nice. Very, very knowledgeable. Some of them are former cast members, so they know what they're talking about. So if you've never been to one of these parks and you really want to kind of get some expert advice, check them out, please. Okay. <clears throat> cool. And it costs you nothing extra. That's the important part about it. 
Um, let's see, Bev. Let's talk about Magic Mountain, bro. Okay. Okay, so you were going to Magic Mountain, and you know we've talked on this show. Everybody already knows my stance on the Disneyland passports and stuff. Like, we're not getting Disneyland passports. Disneyland, for me, for us, is, I think, maybe too expensive, but I'm also sort of coming around to that maybe not. I don't know. Well, that's another show. <laughs> that's another topic. But I wanted you I'm to... I'm in the same boat. Yeah, but I wanted you to investigate Magic Mountain to see if people if you personally would go there over disneyland because you have like the cheapest tickets so, in the universe a couple more than Magic a couple mountain. years ago i don't remember when but sam got a random email from magic mountain i think we had gone prince i think we had gone, <laughs> I think we had gone there and he had signed up for some mailing list i don't know somehow we have four passes so sam abby myself and my mother-in-law darlene all have yeah. passes we pay for these passes. They are $25 a month total, not f- each. Four passes. We pay $300 a year for the four of us to have passes. And, and, and that, one of those passes includes parking at our home park. And that gets you into any Six Flags park. And that gets you in. Uh, we don't get parking at that park, but yes, sure, we, sure. we were able to use our passes to get in free to Magic Mountain. But so if you go to like, isn't there one in Georgia yeah, or something? All, all all Georgia. Georgia. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think even Great America is a Six Flags No, now. it's not. No. Oh. no, but Marine World is. Marine yes. World is. Yeah. And that's our home park. It's Discovery Kingdom. Oh, sorry. Whatever. <laughs> Marine World. <laughs> Marine World Africa USA. That's Thank how you. I've always known yes, it. Same. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, th- that's a-, a crazy deal. It's insane, and that's what yeah. we're sort of talking about on ear- on on in depth. Where why are you? Uh, why wouldn't you just go there all the time? That's sort of what prompted me to be like, well, if it's so cheap, it, y- why why have a passport to Disneyland? Why go to Disneyland four times a year? So there's um, and I try to pay attention to a lot of things. There's a lot of things that Magic Mountain does well. Yeah. I would say better than Disneyland, and there are a lot of things that Disney does a lot better than Magic Mountain. Sure. Well, let's get the pause out of the way. What? Uh, th- that's my short for pause. I know. I know. I got um, that. Yeah. Uh, Chase is on fire today. Yes, yeah. Let's is. get the cause out. <laughs> um, what does Magic Mountain do better? Their check it. Their security system. And, yeah. and granted, they're not doing the same. I was gonna say because no one goes people. Volume, yeah. <laughs> no but one's there. ma'am, sorry. Wait for this tumbleweed to roll by <laughs> before we allow you in. Yeah. There was there was a fair amount of people there. That's a big park. Okay. Um, they had individual lines, but like twelve metal detectors set up. So okay. They were just line, 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 line. You just go. They went. It was fast. Like our security check was five minutes. But did that feel weird? No. Going like having to go through because I think that's why Disney doesn't do it because to me it feels like no, it's, something it's is very wrong. similar like it's, it's like built it's not like a metal detect like Disney's are standalone like you can mm. see yeah. them obviously these are built into like a structure they've probably been doing it for a yeah, much so longer pro- right? I mean, I mean it's Vallejo what hmm. are you gonna do no I mean Magic Mountain bro oh sorry it's just because it's the bottom half of the Tijon Pass right exactly also is that how you say it Castaic yeah I think it's Castaic I've been that wrong for years. What are you, what are you, what are you saying? Castaic. 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 Interesting. I'm gonna go down and castaic. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> okay. Um, they have some other like plans that you can pay for. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like meal plans. Mm-hmm. It's like thirty five dollars, and your I think breakfast, lunch, and snacks, or s- lunch, snacks, and dinner are all all covered. Good lord. Yeah. So there's. I mean, there's a lot of. Value. It's, it's certainly more affordable. I feel they're, like Magic Mountain does, or Six Flags does value better than certainly because they um, have to. I think out of necessity. Yep. Right? They're uh, what's it called? They're shirts? Not shirts. Well, merchandise. shirts. Costume? Merchandise. Thank oh. you. 
was dirt cheap. Really? Like, and how how is the? But like, um, would, would anybody buy it? That's the question. Yes, I mean, there were a lot of people wearing rock and like because I mean, they have other superheroes. They have like Batman. They have Superman. <laughs> well, well, they that's, also do like, like their jam. Looney Tunes, Daffy right. Duck, and Bugs uh, and stuff. So I feel okay. like you can really you know do some cool merch with that. And let's yeah. be honest, Disney merch isn't the best. The the only thing people buy are the ears and spirit jerseys. That's it. Most of the merchandise people don't really buy at Disneyland. I think. Yeah. Just yeah. Say that right now. Fair. Okay, so that's what they do better. What What about the opposite? What does Disneyland oh, do better than Magic? Yeah, so Six Flags has this thing called the Flash Pass because the Flash. Oh yeah, right. Um, you, you, but right. They do DC. Right. It's yeah. their uh, their Fast Pass yeah. system where mm-hmm. you pay for, you, you pay for it, mm-hmm. right? but you basically just get to walk up the exit of any ride. Yeah. However, at no point do those rides it, do those lines integrate. Oh. So if you're standing in line and somebody and a group of people come up there. You just have to keep waiting because they just they open up the exit and they walk in and people just take whatever seat they want. So I got stuck at the front of a line for like three ride throughs. Oh, uh, they don't even alternate no, properly. It was, that's not that's trash. Yeah, and it was hot garbage. I was furious. <sighs> How much? It was is also that our upgrade? last ride. I don't know. I didn't check because oh. I didn't actually. Mm. It okay, so really you didn't do very, your homework. Well, no, that wasn't very well um, advertised. I didn't know that existed until the very end when I kept getting screwed. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> I was right. like, what's happening right now? Yeah, mm. Where's a plaid? I don't see plaid. I don't see plaid. <laughs> yeah. um, do they have a nighttime fireworks spectacular? <laughs> you know that I didn't see one. Oddly enough, it's illumination. Yes. That's it. We're getting passes. And I would say that the ride experience is very different. If you're... Yeah. <laughs> shut up, Terrence. If you're like an adrenaline junkie and you you know you like the scary rides, right. Magic Mountain is a good place for you. Okay. I don't love that. Yeah, you it, had a nervous breakdown I, one, didn't you? Really? I did. There's they one, had to stop and get you off they the ride, didn't, right? No, oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. Okay. No. <laughs> they do have this great system, though, with like the spinning rides, and they're like, if you need to get off the ride, just do this... Symbol, and you have to put your hand over your mouth in the, <laughs> in the oh. air. <laughs> Very subtly yeah. signaling that you need to get um, off. But, it, like, I, the rides are very different. They're, but if yeah. you like intense, like, if you're a thrill seeker, mm-hmm. you're going to be thrilled. Yeah. What happened? Sorry. Okay. That's okay. What about for kids? What do they got going on for kids? They have a whole little... So a lot of the rides say there's no... Um, no minimum height requirement as long as you're with an adult, but then there's a okay. whole separate area that's just for kids, and it's okay. pretty cool. All right, they have and they have like the standard rides. Is it better than like Toontown and all that kind of stuff? What isn't? Uh, I mean, it's, uh, the bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, some people love Toontown. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would. I it, it's comparable to maybe a Bugs Land. Okay. Okay. But I think the rides were maybe a bit better. But it's it's that kind of vibe. Like was it's it, certainly for smaller people. Was okay. it immersive at all in like any sort of theming? In some, so yes, in some areas, and that's a, this is something I think they should do better. There's this ride called Colossus, Col- Colossal. I think it was Colossus. But the okay. whole area, the ride is like supposed to be like a steampunk kind of vibe. So it's supposed to be like a mixture of wood and. And okay. metal, and it's like futuristic, but wow, wow, Wes! But oh, God. <laughs> never again. Wow, wow, wow. But that whole area was very was themed out really well, and it was um, they had like this like steampunk kind of music happening. But then other parts of the park, <laughs> what steampunk I don't know, music, like, man? Like 
whistle wild, like wild west. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, the wild, wild west. I don't know how to describe it, but if you were there, you would know what I mean. There's like tinkering like, sounds and like whistles okay. blowing. And all right, all right, it worked. Right, okay, right. Uh, but then in other parts of the area, they were playing Bon Jovi. So, See, or other parts of the park, they were playing Bon Jovi, and I was like, this sucks, hmm. huh? And that's okay. so that would be my problem. I'm sorry, I know this is not my segment. That's but okay. I'm gonna interject. Not, that would be fine. that would be my problem is because at Disneyland. The queue is enjoyable on most rides. And, like, if you go to um, Magic mm. Mountain or to Marine World in our area, like, I remember being in line for a Superman ride and being like, the only reason this is a Superman ride is because it's painted red and gold. Yeah. Like, it is not immersive at all. I will agree. When you're to just that. like counting the pieces of gum that are stuck yeah. to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just gross. There was one ride that had a cool queue, and that was the uh, Battle for Metropolis, which was basically. Battle for Metropolis. Oh, that's, that's a, a DC. Superman? Yeah. yeah. Superman, Superman. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a. Um, I was like, it was like a poor man's. Whoa. Um. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. So you were like shooting at things. Okay. But then it was also a little bit like uh, Buzz the Buzz Lightyear ride. Not Buzz Lightyear. It was like Buzz Lightyear, but the other Toy Story ride. Midway Mania. Okay. So like your your, your car was oh, moving around okay. and you were shooting at things and there was some 3D Got action it. happening. But it was almost too much and the graphics were really bad. Yeah. So oh. that made, made me a little sick, but... Mm. I saw what they were trying to like. That ride has so much potential to get so much better. Yeah, but that would I be the only cue that was good. Okay, and in no ways is it really immersive. And I think that's another area where Disney is certainly because I've never superior ever been to Magic Mountain ever. So. I, and I would like to go. And I think especially like now that face off. Alice gets a little bit older. You know, we have the one in Vallejo. Yeah. Right? In the VA. Yep. Um, Marine World Africa USA. Yeah, thank you. Um, I might grab one of these passes because you can get online for seventeen ninety five yes. a month or whatever it is. You can get a, a membership is what they call it. You can get it at any six flags in the country with like tons of options. 50% off a lot of food. Some merch. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a crazy deal. So it's a, it's a great deal. We had season passes to... Um, Marine World, the same one, mm-hmm. Marine World and, Ma- and sorry, Magic Mike. Uh, and Magic Mike, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Hey. I got you. Hey. <laughs> that's, now that's a season pass. That's a season <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we had passes to both of those when yeah. uh, before Frankie, before my four-year-old was born. Yeah, yeah. And the boys, they didn't, they may have been too young, but they didn't like Marine World because there wasn't a lot for them to do there. Okay. Um, and they were so used to Disneyland. But I still think it is a good value to have that if you're close in proximity Agreed. if you're not yeah. close in proximity Marine World specifically we, we all have Disneyland we had annual passes to Disneyland we're not close to Disneyland but I think it, it's a different experience well be, and you know right. why because Six Flags is an amusement park Disneyland yeah. is a theme park yes that's the difference like you're not going I really think that's the key here because you go to Disneyland for the theming you don't yeah. go mm-hmm. for the attraction I mean you don't go for the ride I go for the clean bathrooms personally <laughs> But I, I, I go for two now. But I think going to Disneyland, you could go to Disneyland for a day and not go on a single ride mm-hmm. and still enjoy yourself. I don't know if you could do that at Magic Mountain. Mm. Mm, there's alcohol. There's alcohol. At Disneyland, how much? How much is the alcohol at, Dis- oh, at uh, yeah. Magic Mountain? I think it was like eleven bucks a beer. Really? It's the same it's price. Comparable. That's what I'm saying. It's comparable. But the like beer that. was good. It was quality. Yeah, but I mean, like, what was it? It's it good beer at DCA, especially if you go to Sonoma Coast. Get yourself an El Sol. That's true. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, I appreciate that. But anything else? Any last uh, regrets or something? There's no regrets, but I would. Um, X two. 
Ugh, yeah, that, I'm sorry. Yes, there is a regret, and yeah. it's called X2. Okay, what is that? The worst Best. roller coaster I've ever been on in my whole entire life. This is the one that you that you had an existential breakdown. <laughs> the one that I literally just had so Sam and Abby were in front of me, and I was alone, and I just held onto my harness and said, "Please end, please end, please end, please oh, end, please no. end, please." So can- and I swear I'm not making that up. That's exactly what happened. Uh. This ride. Take like you you get harnessed in, yeah, yeah and then yeah. they take your chair and then they lay it flip. So you're laying down and looking up on your back, on your back. They tilt it back, and then the ride starts, but it starts you backwards, so you can't see where you're going. You can't see oh. when the drop's can gonna grab happen. The and we can get it on camera. The what? That oh, figure uh, right there. We can get it on camera. The one right there. Yeah, because that's that's perfect to show what actually it is actually on the perfect. Ride. So this was me. Here, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. See now we're now we're stopping the podcast. We're not. We're still. We're still talking. It's a video podcast as well. I can't move it. Oh my gosh. Okay, there we go. So this is me. I'm annoyed. All right, go ahead. So, so you're a cat with armor. How did you get the? But I'm going backwards. So right. Cool tail, by the way. So I'm laying down. Yeah. Going. Going up the top. Up like this. Up the. And then you get to the top. Yeah. And then it drops. Like this, except then your seat moves. Okay, so for people who who aren't watching, <laughs> oh, again, yeah. this is a, yes. a, a a verbal medium. So you're tilted. So you get to the top, and it's then like you three quarters. Almost, you're almost upside down. Basically, yeah, and then backwards. Your, your seat tilts, and then you are literally just face down. It rotates you. What one eighty is that? The, the so you're seat, face oh. down. So you're, so you're completely face, face down, down, and it drops. Good lord! And then it <laughs> proceeds to go through all these loops and yes. twists and corkscrews and. Yippee, like, kayaye, and at one point you're like you're still laying down, and then another time you're like head down, and then you're face for I don't I don't even understand how it happened. I don't even I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, I would have vomited. All I know is I wanted it to end. Yeah, <laughs> I was horrified. It's a great ride. In no, my it's opinion. not it's, really. It's probably the best roller coaster I've been on. Really? Yeah, it, I mean, just because have you of the been immersion? on um, Mulholland Drive because. <laughs> <laughs> You're making a good point. Yeah. No, it's a really good ride, but yeah, it's it's terrifying to be on. <laughs> and they shoot and fire by your head. And I didn't know any of this. Yeah. I didn't know any of this going into it. Well, no, you, it's not something you would expect. A reasonable person wouldn't expect that. My husband knew, but didn't tell <laughs> us. So oh, Abby went cool. on this too. Yeah, Did she she, she okay? liked it more than me. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah. I guess it's not a replacement. I would say, yes, I would say, final verdict, I, as I would say, it's not a replacement. It's different. It's fun. I would, and I'd say it's worth your money. Yeah, I mean, but it's well, not. Especially it's worth your money. Even at 18 a bucks a month for all of them, because I think even though, like, one, if you want to stick around here for your local one, it's like six bucks or seven bucks a month. That to me is worth it, mm-hmm. even to mm-hmm. even to, you know, to do that and maybe go there a little bit more often and Disneyland not as much. But you still apparently have to go to Disneyland, is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, going there kind of made me miss going to Disneyland. Yeah, because you were talking about that after your trip. You're like, I don't know. I think blah, blah, blah. I think we got to go back to Disneyland. Well, I also talked Sam into getting potentially getting passes again. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, but not. Here like, we go. Just only Abby and I would be getting passes, not Sam. Right. So she and I would be the ones going together mostly because he's like it's a waste of money he doesn't love it the same way we do so he's just like i'll if we go for her birthday i'll go we'll buy a ticket whatever but yeah you guys go have fun save money <laughs> <laughs> i love it 
I love that. Makes sense. Yeah. You know what I also love is the 21st Amendment because, and the only reason, is because they've been serving craft beer in the San Francisco Bay Area for 19 years. From the initial brew pub on 2nd Street, just two blocks from Giant Stadium, in San Francisco to the production brewery and taproom across the bay in San Leandro, the 21st Amendment is now available in 29 states, including in and around the parks. Next time you're in San Francisco, visit the brew pub and shoot over neighboring San Leandro to check out the new production brewery and taproom for great beers and good food, and be sure to ask for the 21st Amendment wherever you find good craft beer. You know, they just released a beer with uh, Pete's Coffee. Mm-hmm. They did a yeah. collaboration with nice. Pete's Coffee. It's called like 1966 Coffee IPA. Because nice. the year that Pete's. Uh, I, I didn't know Pete started in Berkeley. I didn't either. Neither did I. I had no idea. Hmm. Hmm. Weird, huh? I drink Pete's Coffee today. I never have a third cup of coffee. Jason makes me two cups of coffee in the morning. I never have a third. But um, today I had a third because I didn't sleep much. Well, and that's my story. That's how that works. Oh, nice. Uh, you know what else works? Join us as we unravel the magic behind some of Disney's most beloved pieces of music. It's Spectro Time! This magic night, a million stars will play beside us, cast a spell of Glimmering, shimmering, <laughs> carouseling round the world tonight, a symphony. Spectro magic can combine the chips and salsa. Salsa? Salsa? Oh. <laughs> Hi, Jer. Hi. The Your enchantment lights are salsa. That's right. Your lights glisten like salsa. Delicious. On the chips. Yeah, because people like to say salsa. <laughs> uh, welcome, Jeremy. Are you ready? I'm, I'm always Thank ready. Thank you. Yeah. Thank welcome. you for having me. You're welcome. Well, someone has I'm exci- to. <laughs> We're going to talk about something that tonight really could be described as Epcot's Haunted Mansion. Epcot's Haunted Mansion. Okay. I'm all ready for that. It's the music of the world of motion. Oh. Do you know what world of motion is? No. no. Oh, my word. Did well, we not go on? I guess we never went World on. of Motion. Where is that? It didn't that? exist when you went. It's very oh. old. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then. It's, a, it's morphed into something else. So uh, no. I'm going to take you through the history. You're going to learn all about it. I love it. The first attraction to have a sponsor sign up for the Plant Park Epcot Center in 1977 was GM General Motors for the Transportation Pavilion. A dual-level dark ride Omnimover attraction to be housed in what eventually would become a round building wrapped in shiny stainless steel, evoking a wheel measuring 300, and f- 300 feet in diameter and rising 60 feet high above Future World. At first, the attraction was conceptualized by Claude Coates, but his take was ultimately too serious. So Mark Davis took over, partnering with Ward Kimball, and they designed a more lighthearted look back at the history of human transportation. Does that sound familiar? Is, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Taryn is the most honest person. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if you recall, when they were designing the Haunted Mansion, Claude Coates and Mark Davis worked together on it. And there was a fight between having it be very serious and scary oh, yeah. and being... A little bit more tongue-in-cheek. So the same thing happening here with World of Motion for Epcot. I gotcha. Most of the ride portion of the attraction took place on the upper level of the building, 
with the loading and unloading areas being on the lower floor, accompanied by the Trans Center, which was the exhibition portion that guests experience after the ride and before exiting the building. And we'll learn more about that a bit later. The entire space wrapped around a central open core that housed the ride's finale, a double-level model city of the future around and through which the Omnimover would travel, making its return to the ground level for guest disembarkation. So it Disembarkation? Was, disembarkment? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're I like, wrong. I like disembarkation. I don't think it's right, but I like it. <laughs> it's Very not, good. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. It doesn't have red dots under it. On my word. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, well, that's how I tell things are right, too. Yeah, he broke right. the auto spell. <laughs> <laughs> the computer's like, I don't know what this kid's doing. <laughs> so you load on the ground floor, you go up, ride up, and then come back down. Mm-hmm. The attraction was narrated by Gary Owens. Taryn, who's Gary Owens? Gary Owens. I think that was an old boss of mine. <laughs> He played center back for the Lions. <laughs> well, I have. Do you no want to? Do you want to keep guessing? Or no? no I literally have no clue. Smoke okay. is coming out of her <laughs> eyes. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. He was an American disc jockey, voice actor, and radio announcer who was famous for having a very polished baritone in which he would recite total nonsense as though it were as serious as the 6 o'clock news. He gained notoriety for this as the announcer on Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In <laughs> in the late 60s and early 70s. Oh. Take a listen to Gary Owens announcing the opening to Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In and his opening to Epcot Center's World of Motion number one. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight NBC, the not bad crowd, proudly presents the 100th Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, starring Dan Rowan, Dick Martin, Ruth Buffy, Alan Soon, and Lily Tomlin, with Dennis Allen, Johnny Brown. Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to the wonderful world of motion. General Motors now invites you to travel the open road, to discover that when it comes to transportation, it's always fun to be free. I've always said that. Well, by that the way. is true. Okay. It is fun to be free. Um, it sounds like he's speaking through velvet in that second one. <laughs> yeah. It's very like muted and, you know, there's not a whole lot of room sound. Uh, I do like it. Yeah, that's crazy. It's very familiar. I love it. And it, he says, it's fun to be free. Well, every attraction needs a great theme song, right, Bev? That's right. Well, Buddy Baker and Ex Atencio gave us the World of Motion theme song, It's Fun to Be Free. Now, again, Buddy Baker and Ex Atencio sound familiar? Yes. They yes. wrote Grim Grinning Ghosts. That's right. All right. Well, let's hear what they came up with as the theme song. It's fun to be free. Number two, please, Jason. It's fun to be free, to be on the move, to go anywhere with never a care to do all you wanted to do. It's fun to be free. To be free. It's fun to be free, to be on the move and travel with these. Wherever you please to see all there is to be seen, it's fun. Let me tell you. 
oddly <laughs> enough, played at date night, which is uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like never going to end. I thought it was over, and then it kept going, and then it kept going. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you're not free. Yeah, it just keeps going and going, and you have more kids and kids and. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just trying to be silly. Well, it's fun to be free is notable among Disney Parks audio not only for its infectious quality, mm-hmm. but for the sheer number of variations of it created for the ride and its surrounding areas, queues, and offloading sections. Um, so let's go through the ride. Okay. And we're going to hear how many times we get to hear <laughs> it's fun to be free in all the different versions. Oh, boy. As guests boarded the Omnimover cars on the first level of World of Motion, they were embarking on an over 14-minute journey of that song, and it's more than 25 different variations through various stages of the development of human transportation. Wow. Let's go on that journey. The attraction used – ultimately, the attraction used a one-minute loop. Uh, a, a looping underscore of the song okay. over which they layered the different variations. So over and over and over, you hear the same loop with the variations layered on top that match the different scenes and sections of the attraction. We enter the world of motion, learning about travel by foot, water, and animal power. Number three. Throughout the ages, we have searched for freedom to move from one place to another. In the beginning, of course, there was foot power. But with our first wandering steps, we quickly discover the need to improve our basic transportation. Lazy. Our first safe highway, water. On land, our animal friends give us new freedom. And we test drive many new models. Did you ride this ride, Jeremy? Are you old enough? I did, but I was. It was so long ago. Yeah. I don't. I. I have very vague recollections of it, but I did ride it. Um, as you're going through, when you're seeing all this, there's all these different vignettes. It's kind of like a spaceship Earth. You're going through the history, but it's all transportation focused. Where a spaceship Earth is all communication focused. So. Um, the next segment segment that we get into is the invention of the wheel and how that sparks trade and commerce. Number four. A revolutionary turn of events. The wheel. Now things really get lower. It's fun to be free. With our newfound freedom, empires expand. Cultures flourish. Trade and commerce grow. So, you, yes. <laughs> no, sorry. It's the cat. The cat. Cat's oh, meowing. okay. <laughs> um, so you can kind of hear how that under the underlying loop is there and they add in the layering pieces of music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um, the bicycle comes along and then the horseless carriage and the city features a scene with an automobile having crashed into a horse-drawn fruit cart and the chaos that ensues. Take a listen to the bicycle and the horseless carriage number five. Ah, the peaceful countryside, 
what more romantic way to enjoy it than with that infallible combination of man and machine, the bicycle. without a horse. Yes, with the horseless carriage, we thunder full speed into the 20th century. That one's harder to pick up for me. Yeah. Also, uh, today Bev thought it was the 19th century. So That was that. hilarious. <laughs> Uh, like unironically, but yeah, that one was harder to pick up. She thought, me. "What was the 19th century? The now? current, the current, time. yeah, the current oh, timeline we're all living in." Yeah. I mean, I I knew it wasn't, but I was trying to be funny, but then I said it wrong, and it just, I just, <laughs> I was an idiot. I thought so, no one disagreed with her. No one. That was true. So I'm actually sparing you quite a bit um, because I don't want to make you sit through a ride through of all 14 minutes. In between there, we have air power, balloons, steam engines, steam power, trains, um, ships. um, And then we get to aviation and the modern day. And the next section that we enter are the speed tunnels to the future. The Omnimover progressed through three separate speed tunnels. The Omnimover remains at the same speed. But the fast-moving projections that are all over the walls of the bullet-shaped tunnels created the sensation of rapid movement. Hmm. Various scenes displayed, including crop dusting. (laughs) (laughs) So it just looked like our studio. (laughs) Rafting and traveling down a snowmobile trail. Now, can you guys tell me other places in the parks where you could enjoy a speed tunnel today? Today, a speed tunnel. Speed tunnel today. Um, I would. I isn't one. like the People Mover in Disney World have a speed tunnel? What about the monorail? No, but you know what is is Space Mountain. Thank you. That's <gasps> what I was yeah. gonna say. Oh. Right. Are, is anybody well, right? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I didn't no. guess. Oh, oh, what about what tunnel. about Big Thunder Mountain? No. What? No. Big no. Thunder Mountain has a tunnel. Well, it's not a speed tunnel, Taryn. What's the difference? Where you are in an Omnimover vehicle, and you're going through a tunnel that looks like you're going fast because of the projections. It has to be Omnimover. Okay, Omnimover, I don't know. No, you got to tell me. I don't know. Winnie the Pooh. The only one I can think of is is the old People Mover with the Tron Super Speed Tunnel. But he said today. I think there was a speed tunnel there, but today. No, I don't know. You you can't. That's the trick question. You can't. Yeah, you can Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin when you're fighting Zerg. Yeah. That's the effect of the speed tunnel. Good call. Good call. And then uh, for you East Coast Epcot fans, the Seas with Nemo and Friends has a speed tunnel when you enter the uh, East Atlantic Current, the EAC or something. You know, when he's like, Mm -hmm. when when you can go fast to get to Australia, basically, in the movie uh, Nemo. Okay. Oh, yeah, when you're in the current. Yes. So take a listen to the speed tunnels from World of Motion number six.
Was that It's Fun to Be Free also? It is in there. The chord progression is there. Oh, yeah, that was hard for me. Yeah. Were we supposed to be counting them all? Or are they just in all of, all of these? I don't know what you mean. Counting I'm sorry. One. Counting all the fun and free. I think that was the first one where it was just like the oh. layering of the song underneath. Yeah, yeah they're, they're in all, all of them. Yeah. They're in all yeah. of them. Mm. Oh. So I'm just a- checking. Yeah, I, just, I just didn't yeah. want to lose. I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. You didn't want to lose. I want to understand, and so yeah. I feel like well, because we when, when Jeremy there. first started, he was like, "I wonder how many we'll find," and so I was like, "Oh, I better start counting." I don't think he said that. <laughs> he said something like that. <laughs> I think he literally said, "There's 14." He said, "There's 14 areas of transportation that they talk long. about." I love you, Taryn. 14 minutes. Thanks. Yeah, neither of us are paying attention to Jeremy. It's whatever. I am. I love Taryn. Watch too. when you listen back. You're going to hear that he said something like that. I'm literally that. never going to listen to the show ever again. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Jeremy, please. Sorry for the interruption from my wife. The speed tunnels led to the final exhibit, or I guess the final portion, mm-hmm. Center Core, the two-story model of the amazing city of the future. Just before unloading, riders were asked to, quote, help shape tomorrow's mobility. With a similar effect as the hitchhiking ghosts from the Haunted Mansion, the riders and their Omnimovers appear to the side to be in simulated cars of the future using the classic Pepper's ghost effect. Oh, cool. The Omnimover made its way down through the city to the first floor of the building where guests exited to the tram center. Take a listen to the futuristic center core finale number seven. like this yeah like this to me is cool i don't know anything like this currently i don't know I everything like, is like poppy and you know got a layer in that weird yeah. mickey mouse voice yeah it was like dynasty i liked it <laughs> yeah it was like yeah. dynasty after exiting guests went into the trans center which was an exhibition space at the end of the ride that displayed future transportation vehicles and hands-on exhibits including a wind tunnel or sorry a wind turbine aero test <laughs> The Water Engine Theater, Concept 2000, a popular show called The Bird and the Robot, which starred a toucan bird and an assembly line robot tiger entertaining people with acts and birds' signature bad jokes about the importance of the GM assembly line. (laughs) Okay. Remember, kids, no unions. But those are not the only versions of It's Fun to Be Free. You can hear oh at God. World of Motion oh boy. many variations of the song from the actual ride um, can also be heard outside World of Motion. The background area music loop of the pavilion featured variations on the song from the 1920s and 1960s. Big band, Broadway, jazz, hoedown, and even a kazoo version. <laughs> oh. yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> the oft under forgotten instrument, the kazoo. That's right. Number eight. Oh, I like that. 
that very big band. Yeah. Dave Carthay. Yes. Yeah. They should have that in Carthay. That's. Wow. Oh, wow. This is when you're getting ready to drink your Kool Aid. It's <laughs> 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 true. Let's go. Damn. Eighty-year-olds everywhere are going. That's not how you play a kazoo. I have a question: okay. Is a kazoo a real instrument? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like it's, it's something that is learned. Well, yeah. you, you don't. <laughs> le- I mean, you you blow into it. Um, I'm gonna say no. It is. It's it's an instrument in the way maybe. No, that's not even true. I was going to say it's like, an instrument in the way like a tambourine is an instrument, but there's actually yeah, there's a talent to that <laughs> exactly. Well, and like people can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fixed it. No, it was this. It's the news. What, Taryn? Why don't you Google that? You can put it in your <laughs> oh, oh that's content. A, that's a good idea. I will yeah, do that. I think so too. Um. Well, I just I don't think that you need to be taught a kazoo because you're really just humming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. So then, is it so a real just, instrument? Of I mean, it's a real instrument. you can you can. Why isn't? Why wouldn't it be an instrument? What about a snare tri- drum? Is an what instrument? About the I mean, so so if if I play the kazoo, am I a musician? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, because you can play an instrument and still not be a musician. Yeah, like me. <laughs> Fair point. Okay. Well, there isn't a kazoo section. Of most orchestras. I don't want to say all. <laughs> most. I know, that's my new life goal is to be I first was chair kazoo. <laughs> Let's get the maestro on the phone. <laughs> hey, Bob. <laughs> that was uh, do, weird. Do we need kazoos for like the next whatever? <laughs> We're, yes. So, yes. Uh, yes. I would like to plan the Ears Up Live 2021 I think we should do a, a kazoo band. It should just be the intro song on kazoo instead of you. Yeah. yeah, I can we, do we should, I've never been able to play an instrument. I'm excited. You know what we it should do? Scum. You know what we should do if we, <laughs> if we uh, do a live show? We should do a live secret show. Oh, yeah. Well, we, uh, yes. That would be I tight. I think it's a great idea. We'd have to filter out that the really. youngins. Yeah. Yeah. Like all y'all like go. a twenty-one and over <laughs> only show. Well, yeah, of course, but right? That yeah. would be well. The dope. strippers would be weird <laughs> at that point. Right? Or maybe their parents just have to sign a waiver. Make a sign a waiver. Um. <laughs> anyway, Jeremy, go ahead, please. I apologize for what this attraction <laughs> was amazing. It had a hundred and eighty-eight animatronics. Don't roll your eyes at me, Petrus. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it was mainly at Taren, but it's fine. Oh, okay. 141 ride vehicles carried 3,240 guests an hour. Wow. That is crazy. Along nearly 1,800 feet of track for over 14 minutes, the highest capacity of any ride in the park in that era. I Probably to this era, too. I don't think they've added something with more Mm-mm. since then. What did they? Okay. Anyway, you'll, I'm sure you get to it. Go ahead. Sorry, please. Well, go ahead and ask me. Maybe I did. Why did they get rid of it? 
Oh, well, yeah, you're right. I do get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, initially contracted for attraction sponsorship for 10 years after their first contract expired in 1992 and with business for GM struggling, GM began renewing their sponsorship for World of Motion in one-year increments. A concept to gut the transportation pavilion of the World of Motion attraction and replace it with a ride that solely focused on cars proved popular with GM execs. On January 2nd, 1996, World of Motion officially closed and the attraction was gutted to make way for Test Track. Oh. Which is a good ride. Test Track was the like my favorite ride I think we rode in Epcot. It was fun. But yeah. I feel like they should have knocked something else out and put this in because But they kind of already had this. I mean, Spaceship Earth yeah. is like the same. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you, which I you, actually uh, that's incorrect. Spaceship Earth was my favorite. Then it was Test Track. Yeah, yeah. I loved that like old just the weird like I know this is a very outdated yeah. kind of a thing and very heady and it's supposed to educate me and I don't care about that but I loved it all the same mainly because I had Greek people in it which Small World doesn't that's true you were very excited about I was that. really very excited I think that's the reason we yeah. wrote it two more times probably well the Small World at Magic Kingdom does have Greece yeah and uh, yes yes but it's also Small World so I can take I like the Greek people in Small World <laughs> bonus that song double negative bonus <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jason has you a like lot it's of rules. Fun to be free better. I do like it's fun to be free better. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting, and I think I'm going to touch on this in something else soon. But you had World of Motion. Yeah. Three thousand, you know, over three thousand an hour. It was a, it was an Omni Mover. Yeah. You had Horizons Next Door, an Omni Mover that had almost the same capacity. Spaceship Earth is an Omni Mover that takes thousands of people an hour. And Ellen's Energy Adventure, or Universe of Energy, it was, it was back then, was also it wasn't an Omni Mover, but it had a massive uh, capacity. There's there's no capacity of the attractions anymore. Test Track doesn't handle that many people an hour. I think it's like maybe two thousand, not even maybe it's eighteen hundred. Mission Space, nope. Universe of Energy is closed. That's going to be an attraction that doesn't have any. Any capacity, so we have one Omni Mover, and so now no, this is why we ask ourselves why these parks are crowded. It's because there's no place for anybody to go or do anything. Yeah, <laughs> what's well, true? And, and it's funny because you think that they would realize that, or they would know that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know why not? Shopping. It can it be that easy though? I mean, I don't know. I mean, no. Yeah, but because park but attendance also- is down. Park, the yeah. attendance in the parks is down, and it can't all be based on price. It can't. It has to be like, well, what are you going to do? I think it's based on price plus crowd. And you're like, ugh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But like Jeremy's yeah. saying, some of these some of these crowd, these people eater machines aren't there <laughs> anymore. So what are you going to do? Yeah, it's true. Yes. Drink. I guess. Right. Test track was originally planned to take 19 months to complete and would open in mid-1997. However, the replacement was beset by several delays and wouldn't open eventually until officially until March 1999. As a side note, the closure of World of Motion, along with the Universe of Energy for its conversion to Ellen's Energy Adventure, <laughs> coupled with the previous closure of Horizons, meant that Disney had completely shut down every attraction on that side of the park. Jeez. <laughs> there was nothing. There was literally call. nothing to do. That's what I call good planning. Yeah. yeah. Right. With no replacement 
plans in place for Horizon. See, they had a replacement for uh, Universe of Energy. They were working on Test Track, but Horizons mm-hmm. was literally they just switched it off one day and they weren't using it. <laughs> Smart. So Disney execs saw no other option but to reopen Horizon. So literally after a year of sitting there, they just turned it back on. They were like, okay. <laughs> How stupid. That's so dumb. That's hilarious. Yeah, I wonder why. Maybe they're not as smart as I give them credit I for. would love that story. Like, why? <laughs> well, they had closed Horizons because General Electric didn't renew their sponsorship of that attraction. But, but they couldn't but get like another just, sponsor. It's Disney. Switch it on. Turn on the switch right, exactly. and give us something to do. Yeah. Pull down some of the General Electric advertisements and right. open it up. Yeah. Weird. In the initial version of Test Track that opened, guests would feel what it's like to experience a GM vehicle testing facility. The concept for a testing facility attraction actually reaches back into history. In 1977, when Imagineers were coming up with the concepts for Epcot Center, they visited a vehicle testing facility and had initially designed a separate attraction for World of Motion that would allow guests to test futuristic automobiles. Hmm. So this was sort of a, a callback. Yeah. Guests entered this testing facility through a queue that took them through areas where various pieces of car equipment were being tested and examined, including engine tests, corrosion tests, suspension tests, and electromagnetic compatibility testing. The queue also featured information videos highlighting how all of the different types of testing worked. So there was sort of an educational aspect to it in the queue. The queue area, of course, also featured what could loosely be described as music. (laughs) Loosely. It was it, it was <laughs> funny. painful. It was basically a song that evoked the sounds of a crash test facility and turned them into a song. I love that. <laughs> I love it's like the Christmas carols, but it's dogs barking. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds, meow, meow, I love meow. that. Meow meow meow. Yeah, but dogs barking. Yeah, yeah. because that to me is <laughs> that's beautiful music. Oh my god! But dogs barking is. <laughs> oh. oh my god. You know, dogs barking. Oh, yeah, like meow, meow, meow. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. You're the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm trapped. You walked right into that, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> you did this to yourself. Cause who's going to bark on a, on a... You have to meow. The same person who's going to meow, I suppose. <laughs> Clearly not. Oh, my God. That broke me. I'm done. Should I play something, Jeremy? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> let me read. Let me. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any dogs doing jingle bells? That, that's, not, that's number 10. Um, <laughs> produced by Randy Thornton and Jeff Sheridan. Here is Test Track Medley from the original version of Test Track number nine. <laughs> Very good, Jeremy. It was very good. Uh, Bev's hyperventilating. <laughs> Bev's literally hyperventilating right now. Oh boy. Do you need a kazoo to breathe into? No. <laughs> well, you're exercising. <laughs> I'm your personal trainer. <laughs> oh my god! I literally have to pee. I'm gonna wet myself. I'm so 
so great. <sighs> Terrence is just not even. <laughs> no, I. I he's Terrence, he's Terrence, googling he's dryers. Just, <laughs> he doesn't even. Care. I'm not googling dryers. He's waiting right for now. the real clip. Wash no, I was. I'm sorry. I was cracking that. That was actually really funny. Um, number ten. Did you say number nine? Number. T- uh, what did 10. I say? Nine. Oh, number nine. Number nine. Oh, sorry. Number nine. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I love this. I feel like you could layer dogs barking over this really well. In living color. <laughs> it definitely sounds like an in living color intro. The Fly Girls. Yeah. I forget the intro the fly to that. Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But SW one and the Fly Girls. That's yes, right. Sean Wayne won. Yes, Sean Wayne's one. Sean Wayne's one. It's still going. I still love it. It's flooded. I think is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this would be really good, ri- like writing music, like for writing like a paper. I couldn't concentrate. No, really? No way. Oh my god, I would love it. This would be. Well, except for that part. <laughs> can you, can you imagine a song that screeches its tires and then crashes and then it's over? That's how you know it's over. It's depressing. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. It just fades. <laughs> That's weird. I don't like it. Who wrote it? Was that a John Debney? Loved it. No, it's not Debney. It's uh, it was produced by Randy Thornton and Jeff Sheridan. They were Disney uh, producers. I don't know who composed it. That's weird. Um, dude. but uh, imagine you're like, oh look, Test Track's a forty minute wait, and then you have to listen to that for forty <laughs> minutes. No way. It, did they uh, did they stop it? Because I I don't remember much about the queue for Test Track. I don't think we waited very long when we went, no. but I don't. I would. I think I would have remembered that. When yeah. you went, so that's the original test track. By okay. the time you got there, test track 2.0 had, ah. had launched, and so that's what we'll go into next. <laughs> okay, good. Um, the ride after that headache, <laughs> uh, the ride then wound through the old World of Motion building. Guests in their crash test vehicles would undergo various stress tests on the vehicles, such as extreme temperatures and the vehicle's analog braking systems. The ride vehicles would be familiar to any Disneyland fan as it's the same ride system that is used in Ridgeway Racers. (laughs) (laughs) The the finale of the ride is where the cars break out of the building for a speed test as their cars reach 65 miles per hour on a portion of the track that extends outside of and wraps around the World of Motion building. Um, Once again, when GM's contract was up in 2009... Business was not good against uh, amidst the backdrop of auto bailouts in the Great Recession. GM once again wanted to go yearly with their sponsorship contracts. In January 2012, Disney and GM execs came to a new sponsorship agreement that included a makeover of Test Track. On January 6, 2012, Disney announced that Test Track would close for an extended refurbishment. The premise of the attraction... I don't know what that sentence is. Uh, the sponsorship would not, <laughs> totally didn't get edited correctly. You were going to uh, list the YouTube channel that they watched to do the makeover. <laughs> Actually, what I wrote makes is perfect sense. I wrote the premise of the attraction would change, which it did. The sponsorship would now feature GM subsidiary Chevrolet brand rather than just the, the total GM branding. 
Now guests would get the opportunity mm. to enter a digital Tron-like testing facility where they could design their own cars in the queue, and then those designs would be put to the test on the track with designs getting scores for eco-efficiency, responsiveness, and vehicle power. The building was redesigned to feel more like guests were entering the digital computer-based testing and featured a whole new futuristic blue color palette. And of course, a new skew, a new score was needed for the queue and attraction. Disney looked to Scottish composer Paul Leonard Morgan. Some Imagineers had heard his work on a movie that he did called Limitless, which was his first big motion picture score. Take a listen, number 10. die <laughs> you might i mean i don't know and now marilyn manson yeah it sounds like a horror film i feel like i've seen it's this not, movie. it reminds me a bit of like well, that was trans-siberian a- orchestra like it ha- kind of has mm. that sort of sound to hmm. me it just sounded like halloween to me well, yeah, yes. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. This was the Bradley Cooper the John, where he yeah. takes the pill, yeah, and yeah, makes yeah, his brain yeah, work. yeah, yeah, makes his brain work, <laughs> <laughs> like all of it. Yeah. Okay, Wait, that it. was from the sound. That was the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, so that I, was the soundtrack gotcha. that the Imagineers liked. And what happens is when they're conceptualizing these attractions, often they'll use other music, kind of as just placeholder music in the beginning while they're testing it out. And then use that as notes for the composer that they hire and say, okay, we like this. We're kind of feeling this vibe. We want you to go in this direction. In this case, they had been using the soundtrack to Limitless. They just went to the composer and had him do it. So he had never been to Epcot, and he didn't really understand how music necessarily worked in the park. (laughs) Oh, this is lovely. (laughs) Okay. So, So they spent one whole day. They took him to California Adventure. To ride on Cars Land. And they basically took him on as many rides that day um, as they could get him on. So he could get an understanding of how the cue music works and how music works alongside the actual ride. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He worked closely with the Imagineers to compose a score that would correspond to the attraction's new modern look and feel. Take a listen to the new Test Track 2.0 soundtrack number 11. All right, let's see if this holds up. It's sort of reminiscent of Radiator Springs, honestly. The kind of soaring music. I feel like they use this in something else, too. 3M. Science and technology combining (laughs) together to make you a better world. Yeah, because I feel like you've made this joke before. Probably. But, like, with Microsoft. Microsoft. (laughs) Science and technology combining together to make you a better world. I mean, that works. It, it also sounds like the outro to, like, a TV news program. Yeah, like 60 Minutes or something. So that's the music of the world of motion. But I think, you know, if you he- when I heard the Limitless so- song, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is I was like, yep, 100 percent. This is exactly like it's just slower, but it's yeah. that, that's that's it. So love it. That's the music of world of motion and ultimately what became Test Track. I nice. love it. Well done. Good job, Jeremy. Thank you. 
I love it very much, Jeremy. Yeah, pleasure. Join us as we unravel the I can't skip ahead. Let me try to skip ahead. We, we have go. to slow this one down, too. Jeez, oh, how? This <laughs> it's already like a 12-hour clip. <laughs> Should I edit that and get you an outro version to, to play out? <laughs> no, we have one. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally listening to it right now. I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Let me see if I can find like a, a talking clip. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like that though. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very different. It's very, I, very sinister. I can yeah. score a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Does not sound hard. There we go. <laughs> In a million points of musical like the magic world. Now it's never going to go back to normal. No, I've, I've ruined it. Yeah. Well, you're not getting another one, so. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, Jeremy. Well, hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And it, uh, um, I don't know. I'm, I wish I could have ridden that ride. Yeah. I, it sounds like I would have really liked it. If I liked Spaceship... Would, is it fair to say if you liked Spaceship Earth, you would have liked this ride, but you can never go back and get it? I think so. Okay. Perfect. I would say that. That's the proper answer. Um, let's Jason, learn about... right. Thank you. That's all I want to hear. Finally, somebody understands that. Uh, Jason, you're right, and I respect you. He didn't say that. No, I know, but that's, <laughs> I'm coaching him for the next time. Um, Bev, let's hear about the history of Autopia. Okay. For whatever reason you've decided to do this. Because you love Autopia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have to be honest. When we were doing our team building, team meeting, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I agreed to cover this topic. Yeah. <laughs> it was more of an, okay, let's see how this goes. Okay. <laughs> Rather than, oh, I'm really excited. Let's learn everything I can. <laughs> um I was hopeful that I would learn some cool facts about the ride and hopefully it would make me appreciate it a little bit more and maybe even make the prospect of riding it in the future <laughs> someday more exciting. Okay. <clears throat> but again, if I'm being honest, I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> I'm happy and pleasantly surprised to say that I was wrong. I learned some pretty cool things. Okay. Um, I'm going to start by reading a paragraph I have taken directly from Wikipedia. Great. Yeah. <laughs> That's trustworthy, but I did fact check. <laughs> uh, the Disneyland Autopia, in one form or another, is one of the few current attractions that opened with the park on July 17th, 1955. When it opened, it represented the future of what would become America's multi-lane limited access highways, which were still being developed. President Eisenhower had yet to sign the interstate highway legislation at the time that Disneyland opened. Hmm. Did everybody follow that? Yep. Yes. Okay. So right off the bat, I found that super interesting. I don't claim to be a Disneyland expert. Um, <laughs> none of us do. But in fact, I think out of the four of us, I pretty much almost always feel like I know the least about what we're talking about at any given time. Not true. I fake it. <laughs> you do a great job. <laughs> because, I mean, I really didn't start going to Disneyland and becoming a huge Disney fan until I was an adult. <clears throat> I didn't go a lot when I was a kid, once or twice. Yeah. It wasn't something I did regularly. We never had annual passes. So it's something that's been more of a recent. Sorry. Yeah what's, yeah, what's going on with you? <coughs> the laughter broke me. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clear my throat. 
Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little DJ quick for you guys. Anyway, so I... I cool? Didn't... No, bro. No. That's Dougie Fresh, isn't it? No, but the song I was singing was DJ Cool, I think. I don't know. Let me... DJ think. Khaled? No. No. Sorry, I'm sorry. Another one. Go ahead. We okay. the best podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I didn't know that that was what Autopia was supposed to represent. Okay. Um, I literally have always thought it was the world's worst go kart ride. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was. It was what Walt thought the, the freeways, freeways would be. Yeah, the freeways. So yeah, yeah. in okay. reading about this, I learned that what it was was actually Walt and his Imagineers asking the question: What would these undeveloped highways or free quote unquote freeways mm-hmm. look like in the future? It's fun to be free. Please stop. <laughs> um, he wasn't wrong. And Autopia was their interpretation. Okay, got it. Right. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, early ideas for the attraction's name did include the word freeway, such as freeway of the future. Literally no one would go on it. Nah, <laughs> yeah. And now you're just triggering everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, auto utopia was suggested. Auto utopia. To me, that makes more sense. Because is it autopia or autotopia? Well, I always call it autotopia. I always do. It's auto utopia was suggested. At Walt's suggestion, the name was shortened, and that's where we get Autopia. Autopia. Okay. Autopia. Uh, what did you think it was? Autotopia. I mean, I always call it Autopia on accident. Yeah, I, I, I flip in and out between saying it properly and saying it like Terrence. I thought I've heard you guys say that before, and I was like, Yeah, are they joking? But if yeah. you had said that, they would make so oh, much sure. fun of you. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Sure. Walt said, "Stop it." I mean, we just pay more attention to Taryn than she does this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Walt said in 1955 that he hoped Autopia would give. Visitors the feeling that they were really driving on California's freeways. <laughs> Clearly, Walt had no idea what it was going to be like driving in Southern California in 2020. Yeah, well, I mean, you are, you do get stuck in traffic. A yeah. utopia, it is not. No, you are not wrong. <laughs> and you do bump other cars at times. <laughs> um, with that being said, part of some of I have a lot of issues with Tomorrowland. Okay, but one of the big issues is that nothing in Tomorrowland is should be in. Tomorrowland. Sure. sure. But I mean, that's kind of the that problem. being said, this ride makes sense that it was put in Tomorrowland in 1955 because it really was a representation of what they thought the future was going to be. Yeah, it's like a literal, it's a, a literal it's thing. Literal, yeah. yeah. Um, so in regards to the cars, uh, early design and development, early on in the design and development process, Walt was given the option to purchase pre-made cars from a foreign importer. Mm-hmm. But Walt declined. Of course. It's, that would not be very Walt. <laughs> right. In yeah. typical Walt fashion, he wanted the Autopia cars to be custom made. Why, you ask? Because why do anything easy? <laughs> <laughs> it was Imagineer and Disney legend Bob Gurr who was given the task of creating these custom cars. Now, Bob knows his way around a ride vehicle. After this, he went on to help design many of the Main Street vehicles the cars for Haunted Mansion, Matterhorn, and Adventure Through Inner Space, which I never rode. Yeah, it wasn't. It was probably before I most kn- of our times. I did. I remember vaguely that right. cube, but it was so long ago, I have no idea. So apparently, in his early designs, Bob intentionally avoided the typical bumper car style and instead designed the cars to look more like a cross between his two favorite cars of the time, the 1953 Ferrari and the Porsche mm-hmm. Spider. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very uh, f- fast. Very very cars. Fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, right. Autopia originally opened with forty ride vehicles, 
Each of the 40 original cars were powered by a Gladden 75, a one-cylinder mill producing 7.5 horsepower. I don't know what horsepower what is, so I don't like. It's is that the, like seven hundred White Houses? It's the power of <laughs> literally one horse. <laughs> Got it. It's, it's, it's in the name. Yes. Yeah. But horses have a lot, so seven horses yeah, can and go kind of fast. Yeah, and, and those Dude, cars are not yeah, fast. Seven horsepower There's is nothing to sneeze at. Also, yeah. lots of different types of horses. Is it like a Shetland pony? Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Things Taryn googled. Number two. <sighs> I have so much work. <laughs> Um, as I mentioned before, Bob chose to stay away from the typical typical bumper style cars, um, and in fact, the first round of cars were designed with no bumpers at all. Mm. Those original cars were almost completely destroyed by drivers. Wow, some genius Bob Gurr turned out to be, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, what they discovered after the fact, after most of those cars had been destroyed, was that they were actually too sturdy. They didn't have any give. Right. Uh, so like when me. A, when a, stop it. So when a collision would occur, they would literally just break apart. Like parts would just break off. Okay. Um, after that, bumpers were fitted around the vehicles and the structural parts of the engine were clamped on rather than welded. Okay. Apparently they had some issues. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, however, Autopia continued to be plagued by persistent collisions. Keep in mind that the center guide rail was not an original part of the ride. Mm-hmm. The first fleet of Autopia cars were dubbed the Mark One. Over the course of the first decade of the park, Autopia went went through quite a few fleets because the cars just kept getting beat up, right. even with bumpers. Even though they all looked the same, between 1955 and 1958, so three years, Autopia went through Mark One, Two, Three, and Four. Jeez! Wow. Yeah. So this is a quote from Bob Gurr that I found on Dave Land Web. And it says, after Disneyland opened, we had a lot of trouble with the Autopia cars. The majority of them were failing, and no one had figured out the support side of the attraction. I had been repairing the cars with my own tools on site. Walt came by, looked at the whole scene, and asked, what do you need? I told him, we need mechanics to work on the cars, and that we didn't have any kind of facility. In less than an hour, here comes this tractor dragging an old building, and the driver says, here's your building. Where do you want it? <laughs> we had mechanics the next morning. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. Walt is a, he was a, I see a problem, I'm going to fix Resource it kind of guy. Walt. Yeah. If there was a yeah. problem, yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if you will. Check out this building while my mechanic DJ installs it. Re- <laughs> well played. Well played. There you go. Oh, my God. Well, that was not bad. In the year 1955, 50, I'm sorry, in the year 1959, the monorail, submarine voyage, and Matterhorn all debuted, and along with them, so did a brand new fleet with an all-new look, the Mark Fives. I had a hard time finding out what was so different about these cars, like what yeah. changed as far as stylistically. Um, the only thing I really could find was that Bobger apparently used aftermarket 1958 Buick headlights on them. Okay. So he like pieced them together with different things. And huh. and yeah. I, I read a lot about that, like him just finding things and adding them here and there, but I couldn't really find a picture of that specific car. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next design, the Mark VI, came in 1964. And shortly after that, in 1965, the center guardrail was added. Or, I'm sorry, guide rail was added. Right. I'm sure that helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1967 brought another new design, the Mark 7s, which cost $5,000 per car to manufacture. Good grief. Looked similar to the new Corvette Stingray. 
Okay. And this particular iteration of the ride vehicle was used from 1967 to 1999. Oh, wow. Anyone want to tell me why the Mark 7s were so successful? No idea. Guide rail. Oh, right, right, right. That makes sense. sense. Gotcha. Yeah. So on September 7th, so we're going to jump, like, that was three decades. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, We're going to jump ahead to 1999. On September 7th, 1999, Autopia was closed for a major renovation. But before I get into the reservation, re, not reservation, <laughs> renovation, I want to briefly touch on some other Autopia rides that existed in Disneyland at one time or another. I'm not going to dive too deeply into these, but they existed. Um, and that is the Fantasyland Autopia, also known as the Rescue Rangers Raceway. Oh. Junior what? Autopia. That's crazy. And Midget Autopia. Okay. Now, Junior Autopia and... Fantasyland Autopia are kind of the same thing. Okay. Right? So um, the Junior Autopia opened in Fantasyland in 1956, closed just two years later. In 1959, it reopened as the expanded Fantasyland Autopia. The Fantasyland Autopia was a duplicate of the Tomorrowland Autopia. But in 1991, this change. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Sounds like they love car rides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like re- I mean, but yeah. Autopia is super popular, so I, I, I sort of understand the thinking behind it. Right. Like, let's just bring this in every land. I mean, I wonder if that was sort of like the, <laughs> you yeah, know, well, like an idea someone had. And that's the other thing is that I, the water. We talked about this before, like the water ride. The um, they feel like this is a good idea, and they brought had the. The um oh my gosh the thing through Gummy Bear Lane or whatever the water boat uh-huh. ride yeah, like yeah. they ha- they think that th- putting people behind the wheel of a vehicle is a good idea and because that's what kids want that's what kids want yeah. Alice really, drives though? our car every single day I'm sorry what well yeah she does she she backs the car out of the driveway and goes to the store <laughs> gets a pack, gets a pack of smokes no, I understand yeah we put her on our lap like she freaks out if she doesn't get to drive my car out of the driveway really yeah okay. it's weird right. kids really like steering wheels I don't know I'm, kids I'm, like steering wheels. I'm on my second beer by then I don't know <laughs> oh my gosh. you got this Alice here's yeah. the keys so that ride existed and then in 1991 it was changed and it was transformed into the rescue rangers raceway but that okay. only lasted about a year so I'm thinking it was more of just an overlay Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, it ended in 1992 when the promotion ended. Um, and Junior Autopia operated intermittently until 1999 when it was also closed. Midget Autopia, however, opened in 1957, was the third Autopia trap and was track and was smaller than any of its predece- predecessors. It was located next oh. to the Storyboat Canals, so nice. right at the very edge of Fantasyland. Right. It was closed and dismantled in... Uh, 1966 to make room for the It's a Small World. I read that Walt was not a particular fan of Midget Autopia specifically because only children could ride it. So I thought oh. it didn't eat enough people. Again, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So back to the renovation of 1999. Disneyland replaced both of the existing Autopia tracks with a new, much larger, singular Autopia attraction. Mm-hmm. This was sponsored by Chevron. Now, all of the colorful Corvette Stingray style cars were replaced by three different kinds of cars. Dusty, an off-road style car. Sparky, a sports car. And Susie, a Volkswagen Beetle. I did not know these cars had names. Uh, no. I, neither I, did I, and I don't like that they do. Well, it I didn't even realize that a, they were different Well, looking. there's a reason for it. Do you guys remember around that time, 
early 2000s, the Chevron commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cars. The talking cars. So these were all supposed yeah. to tie. These, they weren't supposed to be the same cars, but they were supposed to tie into that family. Okay. Yeah. My family collected all of those. Oh, gosh. They were a thing. The updated queue featured animated dioramas featuring Chevron cars. I remember this. Oh, man, can yeah, I just yeah, I say how thankful that. that that sponsorship ended? <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. Disneyland. I mean, at least it's something to look at. Dude, the last thing I want to <laughs> do is stand in line and feel like I'm in the middle of a commercial, though. That's yeah. True. That is funny because, like, everybody hates commercials. Everybody hates commercials. The only time we as a society embrace the commercial is the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl That's it. Funny. You're right. So, so why are you making me look at a commercial while I am not watching anything? I don't know. That's... Seems to just like a weird thing that somebody should be picking up on. Like the negative uh, connotation to commercials, we should not commercialize the queue. Right. Agreed. That's a com- it's a Hulu putting an ad in right before the thing. Anyway. So apparently, also, ow, was my elbow. So apparently, also, um, along with the the Chevron cars at Disneyland, you were also able to purchase miniatures of these cars at Chevron. And they would say Disneyland on them. And you okay. can find these cars currently on Amazon for $13. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I looked this up. Um, in 2016, Autopia briefly right. closed to prepare for a new sponsorship, this time from Honda. The structure and signage were repainted in the shades of blue and white to match the rest of Tomorrowland, yep. which was a good call. The existing cars were actually already powered by Honda engines, so they just received some Honda branding repainted in colors that were currently available for Hondas, such as Kona Coffee Metallic, which makes me think of your car. Because oh, yeah. it's Kona Coffee. Is it really? Yeah, it's Kona Coffee. It's like, that's what it's called, Kona Coffee that's Brown funny. or something yeah. like it's that. It's Kona Coffee. It's yeah, a yeah. little Metallic. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, like, can it be brown? <laughs> and <laughs> Diamond White Pearl. Ooh, that's pretty. That was my last car. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. In March. I'm on trend. Clearly. Yeah. In March 2017, all remaining Chevron references were removed, and new show scenes were added along the route featuring Honda's robot Asimo. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Asimo? 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 Asimo. I don't know how you say it. Asimo. Asimo. I'm fairly certain it's not Asimo. <laughs> I stand by what I said. Yeah. Uh, Asimo, which used to live, uh, he used to reside in Interventions, and a robotic bird simply named Bird. Which mm. is stupid. Isn't that just what Jeremy was just... Wasn't there a bird named Bird and what Jeremy was just talking yeah, about? Yeah, his name was Bird. Yeah, so there's a robot and a bird on this ride now. Okay, I love it. I love it's, these things. These, these are tying in together. Right. Um, simply named Bird, going on a camping trip, camping road trip together and using Honda vehicles. Ah, A new course. safety spiel was done in the voice of Bird. Um, and that is the current Autopia that we know and love is nice. is so asimo still there As- and the bird is still there asimo. Asimo is still and there. the bird is yeah, still so, there no, too that's that's current yeah that's what okay. you'll, that's what you're interesting see. i i and i i went on maybe four or five years ago i guess i don't remember i think i remember the robot well but four or because five, we saw the remember robot. the robot the bird is new so that's as of 2017 have you ridden it since no. then no okay yeah not. the bird is new. i remember Osimo just like standing there and like waving. He's yeah. just standing yeah. there. So Osimo was there, when and then the bird was Honda after. First took over, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they did this in March 2017. They sure. removed all the Chevron stuff, and they yeah. closed the Chevron like cubby hole where people who worked at Chevron could go hang out. Mm-hmm. What, what does the, the bird have to do with anything? It's just an, it's just a robotic bird that was created for this ride. I, oh. I really don't don't know. Mm. The bird is the word. 
<laughs> and that everybody's heard that is a brief history of Autopia. Okay, good job, good. Thank you. I do have a question. Poo poo pee pee. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Did doing the history make you feel like you liked the ride any more than you hate it? Now? So sl- slightly, it, it changed my perspective of the ride a bit because now I think if I ever look, look that line is still hot, hot garbage. Mm. So I'm not actively trying to go on it. Um, but if Abby really wanted to, I think I would. And I don't think that I would be so bitter because I feel like I now understand it's not a go-kart ride, which yeah. I literally have always thought it was. I was like, oh. this just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I tried to get into that Chevron years ago. Yeah. Because um, we had a friend who worked at the Chevron plant out in Martinez. And he's like, I can't. He's like, my boss can't even get yeah. in. If you look um, at, there are pictures of it online. It looks, it looks like it was terrible. pieced together by leftover parts of trailers. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> it's so small. They have like recliners and stuff. It would have been really cool just to sit and like hang out because it's yeah. like in the middle of like the, the big building. That's that's what the Chevron room is, and now I guess it's a break room. Yeah. Oh, really? It's yeah. not there anymore. No. no. Oh, because Chevron's not. Yeah. I was paying attention. All right. Well, good job, Bev. Thanks, Jeremy. Do you have anything to add to that? I thought you did a fantastic job. <clears throat> thank well, you. Thank you. Oh, you're talking there. Okay, sorry. Oh, well, one of us. March in the past. <laughs> oh, God. I can't fix it. I got to get pushed to give me a new one. I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm changing the pitch on it just like the way I did with the Spectro Time segment. It won't. It just doesn't do anything. But what, you, when you start messing around, you don't make a copy first so that you don't have something to mess no, around with. He did not, it live. It's not like that. Yeah, it was just live. That's huh? why That's why the other one's now ruined also. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's fine. What are you talking about, Taryn? The other one being ruined. I will never ruin anything. Um, okay, I think we have... Let's just get a couple... Let me just do two newses because we're going to start the secret show in 15 minutes. Yeah. We kind of got to eat dinner here. Um, so let's do let's do two newses. And I think these are going to be very popular. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Let me turn this garbage off. Hold on a second. It's just too distracting. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Emilio Estevez sold to return <laughs> as Coach Bombay in the Mighty Ducks Disney Plus series. That's oh. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought I'm that was right kind of cool, too, I guess. I mean, you know, despite that it's on Disney Plus. Um, Disney Plus announced Thursday that Estevez will return as one of the show's stars as and an executive producer as well of the project. Estevez said in a statement, quote, once a duck, always a duck. Oh, that's, a good, that's good. And after 25 years, I am done. We have a gas leak in here. Uh, after 25 years, I'm delighted to lace up my skates, put on Coach Bombay's jacket, and return to play the iconic character for this new chapter in the Mighty Ducks franchise. Likewise, I am thrilled to return to my old stomping grounds with my friends at Disney and Steve Brill, the original creator of the franchise, to join them on their exciting new platform, Disney+. Plus. He looks the same. He really does. Angus Chu, the senior vice president for content at Disney+, Plus, praised the decision for Estevez to return. Cares what this guy says. <laughs> Praised. Yes, Emilio, it was great for you to return. And here I'm gonna tell everybody that well, I think what you did is the only choice that you could have ever had. Right. Well, and of course he's gonna praise it. He's the 
president or whatever of Disney Plus. Senior VP. Uh, quote, it was an easy decision to bring back the quack attack with a modern and fresh twist. A hundred percent guarantee Agnes Chu hasn't seen Mighty Ducks. And someone had to like <laughs> someone wrote that. Uh, and with a modern and fresh twist. For a generation, the Mighty Ducks stood for teamwork, friendship, and heart, and literally didn't. And we're excited to see the Ducks fly together once again and bring the franchise to new audiences around the world. We are thrilled to have Emilio Estevez reprising his iconic role. The new show will be centered around a ragtag team that looks to take down the Mighty Ducks, a team that has become super competitive and a powerhouse. So they're not, he, they're not the Mighty Ducks anymore? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Oh, um, a team, uh, a young player named Evan will work with his mother, Alex, okay, to build their own team to beat the Mighty Ducks. Estevez will help with, uh, help the new young team. Hmm. Um, I don't know, man, whatever. It'll have 10 eps premiere this year. Cool. All right. Here's uh, hmm. another one. Hmm. Okay. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise is returning. Mm-hmm. With a okay. with a movie called Shrunk, starring Rick Moranis. It should be called Shrink. Uh, shrink. <laughs> shrink. I shrank the kids. Honey, I shrank the kids. <laughs> Star, starring Steve Harvey. <laughs> Honey, you ever shrunk kids before? Um, oh, no. Rick Moranis, obviously SCTV for you boomers out there. Ghostbusters, Flintstones, Spaceballs, Parenthood. I don't even know. I didn't ever see oh, that. Anyway, so good. Uh, the movie will be made for theatrical side, not Disney Plus. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Disney was trying to quiet rumors that Moranis was returning, but our breaking news is the deadline uh, today is that his deal is done. As previously reported, so in case anybody's super excited, let me let me bring you back down to earth. <laughs> Josh Gad is also starring, no, who is the son of Moranis' yeah. Wayne Solinsky and is aspiring to be a great scientist like his father, but accidentally shrinks the kids. Can the movie just start at Josh Gad's funeral or something? Like, it's, that would be wow. it's harsh. And that's Dude. my problem with just Josh career. Gad. Just his career. It's right. like he just tries too hard, and this is the perfect role for somebody who tries too hard to act. Yeah. You're I right. hate it. So I was like really excited about it, and then I read that line, and I just vomited it in my shoes, and then put them on to suffer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! Um, Okay, that's it. I think we're gonna get out of here, everybody. Yeah, it's time. It's It's time. time. Um, So for those of you listening live, give us you know give us like I don't know ten minutes or whatever. We'll be right back with the secret show for February. We'll transfer all this news over to that. Don't forget. To ask for the 21st Amendment beers wherever you find good craft beer, such as DCA. What do you think about all that? I think it's Love great. it. All right. Jeremy, you're not going to stay on for Secret Show, yes? No? No. I got to go. I got to get out of here. It's right. been a great night, though. All right. Well, I'm glad you stayed for the news. Me too. You Me. offered a lot. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. And everybody, thanks a lot uh, for supporting the show. I appreciate it. If you're listening live, like I said, stay tuned. If not, uh, I don't know, we'll see you in the parks or something. Eh? 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 Eh?